welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. This is a show where no topic is off limits. Every week, we will be raw and real and give you real life scenarios to help create the relationship that you desire. How much of our life do we spend thinking and worrying about what these other people are saying? You know, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, like whatever. How much of our life are we concerned and consumed with what they think. Mm -hmm. And so you have to really reel it all back in and do their thoughts matter. Yeah. That's really powerful. Um, You know, living for public opinion and and living for the show. Um, I just got a good revelation, you know, over the past week or so. And, And it's not like I didn't know it. But it was almost like a refresher. Yeah. And that is like, what's important to me? Like what and why, you know? And it, and basically it, it all came down to this was you. You are my why. Yeah. And the family that we are creating, that is my why. Yeah. And the legacy that we're building together, this podcast, our our name, what we're about, everything that we're doing, that is my why. Yeah. And it's so easy to get distracted from all that, and especially when it comes to people's opinion. Yeah. Does people's opinion build your why? And if it doesn't, then, you know, they can take your their opinion somewhere else. I don't care. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny that you brought that up, too. We're going to, I think we're going to be all over the place today. That's okay. Um, it's right, because it's our podcast. Who cares what anyone thinks? Just kidding. Anyways, um, you know, talking about I'm your why, that our children are your why. um, I really had that that revelation or realization yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this our next month is insane. Like, I'm not looking forward to the next month. We just had an event that you were helping to run and like for two and a half days or two days, however yeah. you want to call it, um, you were gone. Yeah. You'd get home at, you know, 1230, 130 in the morning and you were gone at, I don't know, 630 in the morning. Yeah. And so we literally had no time together and going into it, we had a conversation. I'm going to be like, okay, honey, the next month's going to be really hard on me because you're going to be gone. And I just want that up front that if I'm having a hard time, that's why. And so I had to run something out because one of the guys burnt his hand, his hand or his um, glove was burnt. He needed new gloves. So I went and got a pair of gloves, took it out. And on my way out there, I had a complete emotional breakdown. Like I've had this happen once in my life other than this moment. And it was really hard, you know, like, I was just sobbing and there was something that happened a couple years ago and I've been stuffing the pain. Mm -hmm. Like I've dealt with everything else, but I did not allow myself to feel the pain because it was going to hurt so badly. And I didn't want to do that. Who wants to hurt, you know? And so for a couple months now, I've been feeling it coming on and I stuff it because I'm very good at stuffing my feelings sometimes. When I know it's going to hurt, I'm going to stuff it. Yeah. And so I've known it's been coming 
you kind of had a, you know, like an inkling that it was coming because I mentioned something. Um, but it came out. Worst time. Worst freaking time for this to come out. And I'm driving and I'm just sobbing. And I get to the ranch, drop the gloves off, the gloves off and... Um, I drive down to the end of the road and I stop. I'm like, I just, I shouldn't even drive when I'm like this. Cause I wasn't just crying. I wasn't just sobbing. I was wailing. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to scream. I wanted to hit something. Right. Like give me an effing punching bag and I'm going to go to town. Right. Like all this pain was coming out. And as this was happening, this is probably an hour into it. This was like a two, two and a half hour long process, maybe three hours. And I'm just like, I need Tim. I just need him. Like, I don't want to go through this by myself. Yeah. Which in the past, I would have wanted it before you and I were together. I would have wanted it to be me by myself. Leave me the hell leave alone. Leave me alone. Yeah. Let me deal with this. But you've changed me. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted was you. But in that moment, I knew I couldn't have you because you were at this event and it wasn't just like you're attending an event. Like there were three men putting this event on you and two other men. Mm -hmm. And you were leading five men through this process of changing their lives, yeah. like legit changing their lives. Yeah. And as badly as I was hurting and as much as I wanted you, I knew in that moment those men needed you. So I did the next best thing and I called Jody, my best friend. And I'm just like, Jody, I just need Tim. I don't know how to do this without him. And she's like, well, come over. Let's talk. You know, we'll have some wine. You know, let me help you. And I'm like, I love you and I would love for you to help me, but I, I don't want you. I want Tim. Like that's, that's who I want. And it, it this went on for a while. Finally, I calmed down enough, got home, and I was in so much physical pain. I'm like, I need to sedate. I need to go to bed because I couldn't handle it anymore. So I got drunk and laid down. And then the next couple of days, I was still emotional, whatever. But that night, we had talked, and I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. And it just felt so good to, like, lay in your arms and tell you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, after these events are done – we need to have a conversation because I need to get this all out. I need to deal with this finally. Yeah. And then Saturday comes around and Sunday comes around and I'm like emotional. Nothing like I had been, but like every once in a while I'd have a few tears and I'm like, this is not going to wait because I feel it brewing. And so we had a couple hours in the car yesterday and we, um, we, I decided that we needed to have a conversation yesterday and it was kind of crazy because through this emotional breakdown, I realized, yes, I had the release I needed, but so much more came out of it because it was in that moment of me wailing in the truck alone, just wanting you, that I realized that, like, you are my person. Like, you're my person. Yes, corny Grey's Anatomy. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> I realized, like, you're my person, like... No matter what's going on, you're the one person that I want. Like, you're my rock. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember everything that we talked about yesterday, but we got really deep yesterday. We did. I, um, 
you know, I was just wanted to be there for you and I wanted to listen. And I know you said, okay, counselor, no. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, no, I'm not that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just trying to really frame the. the I wanted and needed. Because mm-hmm. I was being funny saying, okay, counselor, are you ready for this? And when you said, no, that's not who I am. I'm your husband. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And you were right. Yeah. But because actually, we need to... to edit that part out, take out the you were right part, because I can't say that. <laughs> Editor, um, make sure you edit that out. Yes. <laughs> but it was, you know, you ended up being right, because, yeah, I was being funny, but I wanted you to talk to me. I wanted you to pull these feelings out and then us have a conversation, because yeah. I just didn't know exactly how to go about it. But I think had you taken that role, like it would not have gone the way it did. Um and so you saying, that's not who I am. I'm your husband right now. Like that was super powerful for me. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, you know, in the past, I always, like I would see couples holding hands or hugging or I'm like, oh my gosh, they just need to stop showing off. They need to just like stop being so yeah. fake. Go get a room. Yeah. <laughs> and it was because deep down I wanted that, but I wouldn't allow myself to want it. Yeah. And now that I have it, I'm like, okay, well, for one, those people aren't showing off. They're not being stupid, whatever. Yeah. Like that's that's what love is. That's yeah. what true love is. It became like totally clear for me as, you know, we're having this discussion. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen and then I'm going to speak very little until yeah. the conversation gets going. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it became very clear to me the progress that you have made with intimacy. Yeah. Because at the beginning, it's like you're, you're like a stiff, you were like a stiff board. You're and I just didn't like, realize, I didn't think I was like, like that. Shoulders like broad, almost like a man hug, <laughs> <laughs> like a one arm man hug. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, to where we are now, where it's like, um, where we talked about this yeah. full embrace where you're, where you're leaning into me and we're just like soaking each other up, you know, the, the, yeah. the intimacy, who, 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 who would have thought that you can get intimacy from a hug, right? Yeah. You but can. there is a difference. This yeah. one handed, this, you know, a buddy hug, this, you know, whatever, but an intimate hug. Yeah. Like face front to front you know, hug like you don't hug anybody else in the world. Hug. Um, It's just powerful. It is. So that was one of the lessons that I got from that conversation was, wow, like where we come from to where we are now and the the trust factor, the, the, um, you know, actually wanting, you know, just everything, the admiration that we have for each other and, and the growth that's there. It's just amazing. Well, and I was so surprised when you brought up how I used to hug you because I didn't realize that's how I was. And in the past, when I would hug before you and I met, it was like, I don't want to do this. So I would put my arms around the side, but I'd like have my hands and fists mm-hmm. and they would not touch a back. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. This is so uncomfortable. And it was just like, I had this wall. And I was stiff. 
And I didn't realize I was even like with that with you in the beginning. Um, but I have like the last couple months, like, and I don't know why, but when we hug, like for some reason, I'm super, super focused on my hands. And I don't know why. But like when we hug, it's like my arms are fully wrapped around you and my hands are like flat on your back. And it's like I'm trying to pull you in even more yeah, and even closer like to bring you in. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the lessons that, you know, that was gleaned from our conversation. Uh-huh. But do you remember another one that just kind of stood out? So we had that situation yeah. took place and, and so now we're there talking about it and we're gleaning lessons from it. Like what was one that you remember? So, you know, I think for me, the most powerful lesson that I took away was the hugging part. Um, just because for some reason it's been very present in my mind lately. Um, noticing my hands noticing that I want to pull you in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the biggest one for me out of this whole thing because I really, going into this conversation yesterday, I thought it was all going to be about the situation in the past and me dealing with those emotions. Mm-hmm. But that was it, but then it became more than that. Yeah, We talked about the situation, very little actually. I mean, it was maybe, what, 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the time, for probably about an hour, it was about us and our relationship and where we're at. Yeah. Um, but the number one lesson that I got was the hugs. But I think the next one was that you truly are my rock and you're my person. And when I am in that situation, like if I ever am again, which I pray to God I'm not because that sucked. But... That in those situations, like, you're the person that I want. I don't want a friend. I don't want a family member. I want you. Yeah. And that for me, for most people that might be like, whatever, no big deal, duh, of course. But for me, because that's not how any relationship I've ever had in the past was. It was like, if something happens, let's call mom. Let's talk to mom. Let's talk to the best friend, like, whatever. It was never the man that I was with. Wow. So for me. So this is a great like, like mind shift and. Yeah. Like, wow, this is, you know, what Tim's there for. Yeah. You saying that, I'm so glad that I said that I'm not your counselor today. Yeah. You know, I'm your husband and really setting the intention on the inside that I was going to listen because, yeah, we had a great outcome out of that situation. For me, it was. I knew exactly where I wanted to be. Yeah. So you 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 um are facing these emotions and, and stuff from the past that that maybe not completely dealt with and and they arise. And I'm thinking, where do I want to be? Yeah. As a husband when these things take place. You know, do I want to be away from you or do I want to be with you? And so the answer to me, of course, is bottom line that I want to be with you. Yeah. And so this set in emotion and it's more business really related that I have to create the life where I buy my time back. 
And that means creating a lifestyle to where I get my time back. You know, these people are doing 12, 10, 14 hours a day, right? Yeah. They don't have their time. <clears throat> they hope someday that they can buy it back when they're 60, 70 years old and they got five years left. But I want to I want to do that far sooner. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be able to be where I want to be and do what I want to do. So yeah, that's the reality in that for me. Yeah. Well, and I knew that if I called you up and I was like, honey, I'm having an emotional breakdown, you, before I could have finished the sentence, you would have dropped what you were doing and came to me. I knew you would have. But I didn't want to put you in that situation because, I mean, there were five men there that you were working with. So, yeah. But, and looking back, because of everything that came out of the situation, I'm glad I didn't call you. Mm-hmm. Because I would have never realized that you truly are my rock. You're the one person that I want. And you're the person I need. Like, I knew all that, but not to that extent. Yeah. That if there's a serious situation going on, like, you're it. You're who I want. And I get. I don't think I would have realized it to that extent had I called you. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't because of the outcome. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think we learned a lot during that. We did. And so probably to turn the, the conversation a little bit, um, I I was going to the same thing before this happened in a, in a smaller detail. So we have these things that happen to us in our life and they are almost like wounds. And they're, you know, below the surface and nobody can see them and and we pretend that they don't exist. We think that time heals all wounds, but it really doesn't. Yeah. Time just solidifies them even more. And we have more space between the event and, and, and the now to pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's almost like we have more time to stuff it, to almost forget that it's even present there. Yeah. And so in your scenario, it was a couple of years, right? Yeah. A couple of years of stuffing. So mine was 17 years of stuffing. Yeah. And it was like, why Why am I feeling this right now? This is so freaking weird, right? Um, and so I have to teach, not have to, I hate that word. I, I get you to like teach. To. Yeah. Uh, a certain topic and it's about releasing and letting go. And so my smart brain here decides (laughs) to do a real life scenario. Yeah. And so I, uh, I started doing this process on my mother and I, so before you go, what made you choose to do your mom? Because I thought good. Well, that I've already dealt with this. This is good to go. I can yeah. like knock this out really quick. Like mom, like how come you, um, you weren't able to get clean to save your kids? Like, boom, got this. Right. Yeah. And so as I'm doing it, um, I give it to Wes and he, he looks at it and goes, ah, uh, okay. But don't you just hate Wes? <laughs> <laughs> He reads through everything so easily. I hate it. So he goes, 
Okay, so is there a situation after this that happened? Like, did you have contact with your mother after that? Is he and, psychic? Yeah. And then did you have a situation where she let you down after that? And I looked at him and I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. He's like, nothing? And I'm like, well, uh, she didn't attend my wedding. And then it was like, bam, here we go. I'm 20 years old, right? Yeah. And I'm getting married and my mother's not present there. And I am 37, 37 years old. And this happened 17 years ago. So here's what took place. Instead of doing this fake thing, release that I already processed 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Now I'm confronted with a real life situation, a real release that Tim, it is time to let go of the fact that your mother wasn't at your wedding. Yeah. So that's how this, the situation started for me. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk more about this situation? Yeah. So we have created a process where you can, um, go through this form and begin to let go of stuff. <clears throat> it's part of our program um, that we have and that we're taking um, ladies and men through um, at this current time. So the release is you describe a situation, a person, and or event that took place in your life okay. that has triggered you highly, that has made you frustrated, upset, angry, or even rage. And you describe how that scenario was and how it made you feel. Okay. And so as I'm describing it, I'm like, mother, I was really disappointed that you weren't there at my wedding and I looked to see you and you weren't there. This made me believe that you didn't care about how I felt or my feelings and that you don't really, you're not really concerned about what's going on in my life. And so I begin to process that's, <laughs> And I'll, I'll keep this very short, but that's my side of the story. And then her side is, of the story is, well, I didn't know when your wedding date was, or obviously I would have been there. Yeah. And so as I begin to think about this, you know, I tried to contact her. I went to her apartment. She wasn't present there in these different scenarios. And I came to the conclusion that she didn't know. And so when we begin to see the situation as it really is and as reality from let go of our side of the story, look at the other person's side of the story and begin to accept reality, now all of a sudden we can get a different viewpoint and perspective and let things go. So yeah. that's what took place in my life. Um, but it led to it led to tears, you know. Yeah. This process of just releasing. So Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I know everything that's happened, or not everything, but I know a lot of stuff that has happened with um, with your mother and, and everything. But I learned stuff in this in this whole scenario that I, you hadn't told me before. Um, and watching you, so from my perspective, you know, the night before this happens, I see you in bed filling out papers. I'm like, whatever, it's work stuff. Next morning, I see you with it again, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm releasing my mother. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I just kind of backed away from you, let you do your thing. 
And then you were done. And I'm just like, are you okay? You're like, yep, I'm good. I'm like, okay, cool. And you didn't tell me anything about the situation other than it was about your mother not attending your wedding. And so in the truck, and stop me if you don't want me to go at any point. Wouldn't go anywhere. Okay. So we get in the truck and you have a song on. And within 15, 20 seconds, I look at you and I said, honey, you're not okay. What's going on? Because you're the kind of person who whatever music you're listening to will describe your mood. That's just who you are. Mm -hmm. And I knew you weren't okay. And so you talked a little bit and you'd look out the window or, or you'd look some results and you'd try changing the subject. I'm like, honey, stop. You're not okay. It's okay. Talk to me. And you just, you weren't having it. You kept, you, that wall was falling down and you kept trying to build it back up. Yeah. And so we get to the office and we're sitting in the truck. I'm like, okay, we're going to listen to this song again and just sit here. And it just wasn't working. And I'm like, honey, you need to let go. And you're like, I did see that tiny little tear right here. I'm like, yeah, I see that your eyes are there moist. There was a tear there, okay? It was. There was yes. one tiny one that barely escaped your eye, but okay. So I'm like, okay, let's do this a little bit differently. And we come upstairs to the office, and you're like, you started getting frustrated with me. And you're like, I don't know what you're expecting of me. Like, I'm fine. I've had this conversation with my mother in my mind, and I've let it go. I'm good now. And I'm like, I know you. And I know what it looks like when you have truly let something go. Something deep, like your father, your stepfather, your stepmother. I know what it looks like. And I knew you had not forgiven your mother or gotten over it. And so we get up here, and I'm like, honey, when you have truly forgiven, you, you cry. I saw it with your father and your stepfather and your stepmother. Like, you cry. And you're like... You just got really frustrated with me. Like, my question, why were you frustrated with me? Um, I have no idea. Probably just avoidance, not wanting to deal with whatever was taking place. So That's what I thought, but that was just me assuming. And so I'm like, okay, so we're going to listen to this song. And I, I just I turned it on and just set it you know, aside. And I just stood there and I just hugged you. Yeah. And I wasn't going to say a word. And I didn't want you to say a word. I just wanted to hug. Again, hugging can be very intimate, you know. And so we were just standing there hugging. And you went from just kind of standing there with your head up to your head slowly moved down to my shoulder. And you cried. And it was in that moment that you truly felt it and were able to let it go. Yeah. <sighs> That's exactly what happened. It is. I um this is a really, really powerful episode. It is. I really want to, you know, bask in this for a minute. And that is the ability to let things go. Yeah. Um life. Uh, we call higher power, we can call, you know, whatever we want. We are faced with opportunities when these things come to the surface. 
And life has a way of bringing those things out. It just does. Yeah. Um, if you believe in a greater power, that greater power is constantly shaping scenarios to bring those things to the surface. And so we got a choice. And if you don't take anything from this podcast, take this. Life will bring those things to the surface. What are we going to do with them? Yeah. Are we going to process them? Are we going to talk to somebody about them? Or are we going to go solo and just sit in our misery and sedate and drown it out and pretend like it doesn't exist? Yeah. And, you know, with me, I've always stuffed my feelings since prior to us being together because you've taught me how good it feels to actually talk about your feelings and let feelings go. Um, so prior, I was a stuffer, like constantly stuffing my feelings, um, but it's not healthy. And I preach that to our kids all the time. Like it is not good to stuff your feelings because this is what happens. Four years later, I have an emotional breakdown because I stuffed my feelings. Yeah. You know, for you, 17 years later, and you finally deal with the fact that your mother was not at your wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, see the power in that is like, I could have seen her one more time. Yeah. Right. And so attached with that wedding is of course, I'm so angry and frustrated that you weren't there and thinking about that would never happen to me. Yeah. Like if my daughter is 20 years old and she's planning her life, I'm going to know what's going on with her. Yeah. And so there's, there's, there's two genuine feelings there, but then there's the fact that I've never seen her again. And yeah. that could have been our last moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it could have been, you know, an epic experience instead I have, you know, a different experience. So. Yeah. Well, and one thing that, um, through this process of you creating the release and you experiencing it on a personal level with me and me on a personal level with you, um, you, you can deal with these feelings all by yourself. But like with you, you would have only made it to a certain point. You would have filled out that form. You would have been good to go and done. Yeah. But had I not come along, because I am the only person who can really, really get you. And really bring out the emotion in you. Like, I'm the only person that can do that. Mm-hmm. Had I not come along and been like, no, we're going to stand here and hug to this song and not talk. You would have not, like, had the full effect of it. No. no you I have to know. have someone else there. You do. You and cannot that's the key do it thing. alone. Yeah. That's the key thing. Like, in co-creating this, this release that we're talking about, the key aspect is, okay, now that you've identified the situation... And, you know, how it made you feel, you know, you know, all the aspects that we, that we lead you through. It's actually the sharing with another person and, or that person who's directly involved in the situation that brings the powerful resolution. So, yeah, that's how you get the closure of it. It is freaking powerful. It is. This is almost as deep as we went yesterday. It is. It's like super serious. Normally we're like super fun, lighthearted you know, people, 
but it's just been a very serious week for us. Yeah. So I just want to wrap this up with uh, this thought, and you can have some thoughts too if you want to um, let it go. Let it go. And you have a decision. See, there's many who, people that are listening to us that have been um, sexually abused. They've been raped. They've been hurt. And this all happens by people that we trust. An uncle, father, you know, whatever it is that, that takes place. Um, and it's an event that happened to us. And it can be an event that defines the rest of our life and controls us. And we can allow that pain to hurt us for the rest of our life. Or we can choose to glean the lesson from it and we can choose to let it go and release it. Um, but the choice is ours. And of course, the positive outcome of our life is dependent on that. That we, we are not going to fly when we are weighted down with all these weights. Yeah. And so if we want to fly, we want to do something great, we want to be everything that we can be, we're going to have to drop these weights. Yeah. Well, and even with the relationship, had we not dropped these weights, everything from our past, had we not dropped those, we would not have the relationship that we have today. Yeah. We wouldn't. I mean, even like you talked about me and my hugs, like I was stiff in the beginning and now it's like I'm fully embracing you and like bringing you in as close as I can get you. And our hugs are very, very intimate. That would have never changed had I dropped, had I not dropped all the baggage from the past. Yeah. So it's just so important to, yeah. to let it go. Let it go. 